Welcome to the Day 2 Podcast. Today's episode, how listing optimization is the new retail window display. In the old days, shoppers would be drawn into a retail store by an amazing retail window display. A shopper's eye would be caught by compelling scenes and products and walk into the store to make a purchase. Today's retail streets aren't paved with concrete. They are paved with ones and zeros. And Retail Main Street is the Amazon search results page. Today, we're talking with Daniela Bolzman about how to get folks to your store, which is today's world, the product details page, how to attract them from the SRP in the first place with compelling imagery, messaging, and content. Welcome to the Day 2 Podcast, where we give you the unfiltered truth to launch, grow, and protect your brand on Amazon and beyond. I'm Jason Boyce, founder and CEO of Avenue 7 Media, co-author of The Amazon Jungle, now available in audio, and the host of the Day 2 Podcast. And with me today is Shannon, Amazon strategist, educator, all-around great guy, and biz dev uh, a guru for Avenue 7 Media. Shannon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to have Daniela here. Yeah, look, Daniela, we're so excited to have you. Daniela is the, co- <laughs> is the founder and CEO of Mindful Goods. It's a female-led company with a tribe of freelancing women in seven countries that create amazing Amazon listings for their clients. Daniela, welcome to the show, and how have you been? I have been amazing. Thanks for having me. You know, I, I loved here. that. I pulled that from your website, by the way, that the tribe of you know, these amazing women. I live in a house. Uh, it's a tribe of amazing women. <laughs> I've got two daughters, my wife, and then I'm, even Gigi, our dog, is a female. I'm the only male here. So I, I love what you put on your website. Yeah, we're, we're all uh, freelancing females and um, creatives at that. So um, now it's, I think, seven or eight countries and growing. So always looking to add more talented female creatives to our team. Now, do you have so many countries because you like to travel and you like to visit them? Is that why? Is that the real reason for so many countries? <laughs> no, actually, the real reason is because I, I found that um, you can find great creative talent in other places. We actually have a lot of our creative directors in the States, and then we have other admin, designers, um, other copywriters, and SEO people outside the States. So UK, Perfect. Argentina, Colombia, Peru. I'm in Peru full time. So I, I also, because I'm Peruvian, I love hiring women in South America. And I feel like there's some incredible talent down here that has yet to be explored. And a lot of women actually have these incredible skill sets in a particular niche, but they don't know that they can apply those same skills to Amazon. And so that's what we're doing. We're kind of bridging the gap and helping them understand that they can write killer sales copy also on Amazon. They can do great SEO research also for Amazon. Wow. That's amazing. Doing well and doing good. Daniela, let's back it up a little bit. Tell us how, tell us a little bit about yourself other than changing the world one hire at a time. Um, And then tell us how you got mixed up in this whole Amazon game. Sure. So in a nutshell, in a former life, I was a tech founder raised a couple million dollars, had a team of 20, went through Techstars, and ended up exiting that business. And at that point, uh, I was in my 30s and wondering, um, what am I going to do with the next chapter of my life? And I had all of these digital skill sets that I had acquired, but um, I knew I wanted to be an e-com. I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I 
you know, started working with a couple other startups, started um, helping some teams with their um, Amazon. And then I realized that if it's, if I'm a marketer of 10 plus years and Amazon has such a huge learning gap for just even getting set up and getting your listings going, not even talking about the advertising, just that part of it. If, if I'm struggling as someone who's digitally savvy and native, how are other founders doing this on a day-to-day basis? And so it was once I realized that that was such a hurdle that um, that I started Mindful Goods. We originally started as a full service Amazon agency, literally doing all the things: prep and ship out of out of my husband's sister's garage. We were doing advertising, not great. We were doing literally all the things because I wanted to learn as much as possible. And after a year or two of that, realizing that was no way to scale a business that. Um, we were really great at one piece of it. We we're really great at listing optimization, listing setup, SEO, copy graphics. We were stellar at that. And a lot of brands were coming to us at the time and could not afford to work with us at our retainer rate, which was like 5K and up, right? So a lot of brands that are earlier stage don't have that kind of capital to be spending every month, especially at the time when COVID's hitting and everyone needs to stay cash liquid. And so we kind of flipped our model and started just offering our listing services. And we ended up tripling our business almost overnight. So that's Uh, kind of the way that we've gone since then. Focusing on what you're great at. I love it. I'd love to back up just a little bit, Daniela. Tell us about this startup you started and exited. What was the what was the what was the service, the product and and how tell us a little bit about that journey. (laughs) So not at all to do with Amazon, but I guess maybe a little. Um, uh, on-demand delivery pre, pre-Uber. So um, really? basically we were, yeah, we built um, kind of like the Amazon of local where stores could actually um, push a button and get like a modern day courier service. Very similar to like DoorDash or those sorts of things, sure. um, but more for, for retail, right? Um, the next evolution <laughs> of that was... <laughs> was an puppy. What's the puppy's name? His name is Chanti- Chanchito, which means piggy smalls. <laughs> piggy smalls. Welcome to the day two podcast. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll be back. He likes to sit here and join me on my podcast. He's a little Frenchy, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it it, it was uh, that was an interesting startup. Um, interesting thing about Last Mile is that it is very chaotic. It is very, you know, if people don't get their flowers on time for Valentine's Day, you can imagine how upset they are. So you are, you know, making like the most joyous moments in people's lives in some cases and breaking hearts at the same time. So it was, yes, it was a interesting, interesting startup for sure. Daniela, we used to do most of our business in my previous life as a big seller, shipping holiday Christmas gifts, like arcade games and billiard tables and um, we used to ruin Christmas whenever there was a snowstorm, whenever there was a oh, snowstorm. No. And I know I, that's a knowing laugh, Danielle. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Nobody cares that there was a, you know, a world changing blizzard in the middle of the Rockies that prevented that arcade game from being delivered on time for Santa, right? That's right. That's right. It's a, it's a tough, tough industry for sure. Yeah. So look, I, How'd you meet this guy, Shannon? And then I'm going to hand it over to Shannon to ask a couple of questions. How, how, you guys have a longstanding relationship. How did this start? And how do you how do you know this guy? 
we met on LinkedIn. You know, yeah. I saw LinkedIn one of your videos, is, is Danielle. Incredible. I saw one of your videos and there was like this pure energy that just poured out of her. And I was like, who is this woman? Like, who is this person? <laughs> and I was just so enthralled. I mean, you know, you see all this stuff on LinkedIn every day and videos and stuff. And it was like pure energy shooting out from the screen. And so I started following her and then I eventually connected. And I said, look, I always like meeting other people in this in this space. Here's a 15-minute Calendly link. And our what was supposed to be a 15-minute intro call lasted 45 minutes. We have trouble getting off the call, a phone call any less than an hour if we get on it all now. Um, and then just became <laughs> yeah. best friend. We vibe for sure. Hey, take note, Ryan, yeah. the producer. We may have to cut this episode if these two start on a roll. <laughs> Um, but what I loved about Danielle, that's the she, thing. I feel like our, our energy is just like collided. We're just like, we need to know each other. Yeah. Clear. <laughs> I, I, I refer to Danielle as my better Amazon half. So, I mean, that, that says a lot. That says a lot. A, a work wife, if you had one uh, in the virtual world, but, um, we've collaborated on a ton of stuff and we work really well together. And, and like, uh, she mentioned, you know, we love the energy that we're able to collaborate on. And this is what I'm so excited, uh, Jason, for Danielle to share is her same energy and passion, enthusiasm for what we love is telling that brand story. So Danielle, just get us started a little bit. When you look at listings, right, the normal average listing of a shoe being sold on Amazon or a ketchup bottle or whatever it is, what are the things that make you cringe and go, oh my God, I wish they knew this or I wish they weren't doing this because that's why you exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a few things. Um, so by the way, we have something called a mini audit that we offer where I, I will literally look at your listing and, and poo-poo all over it if you want me to. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> basically, I'm looking at three things when I go into a listing. One, I'm trying to understand, like, are you doing the diligence to help yourself get found? So you can usually tell if this is happening by looking at the title, looking at the bullets, just like a quick skim to understand, is there any keywords going on? Is there massive keyword stuffing going on? Is there like, what is the story that's happening here with just the keywords and the narrative between the copy, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing I'm looking at is the main images, because I know that that's one of the number one ways to impact click-through rate. And I would say that's the lowest hanging fruit for most brands that they're not taking advantage of today. So I'm always trying to pay very special attention to the main images. Even if you think you have a great main image, I guarantee you it could be better. The third thing that I'm looking at is once I'm inside the listing, I'm really trying to understand um, beyond the copy, beyond the main image, like are the rest of the images really answering all my questions? Are they getting me to stop the scroll? Are they compelling? Are they interesting? Are they engaging me? Are they getting me to hover? Are they getting me to do all the things that Amazon I know is tracking on the screen right now as they're following me around Amazon? Are, am, I, am I interested in this product? Yes or no? And a majority of the products I'm not interested in, it's because they use the same image five times in the product images. Or even worse, they have two images in the product images. And then I'm just like bounce. I, I just get out of there, right? So that's like the number one way to kill your page. Um, the second thing beyond that is like, let's say you do have some images, like, do they look creative and, and interesting? I feel like brands are just leveling up right now on Amazon. You have to step up your game. It's not about going to Fiverr and just getting these like cheap and cheesy images. 
you're just going to look like everyone else. You really need to understand what is the differentiator between your product? What is the thing? What is the end result? The transformation that the shopper is going to get. And, and it almost doesn't even matter if you're selling, selling a, a shoelace or a hairdryer or whatever people want to buy the special thing that they want, you know? So it's about them understanding, is this the thing? Is this the one that, that's going to solve my issue? Daniela, can I back up to main images? Cause I think that one is often overlooked by sellers who don't have your skill set, don't have your knowledge. You know, we, we, we kicked off the episode by saying that that Amazon search results page is the new retail display window. And, you know, I've been watching the offer mm. on Paramount, which is how the Godfather movie was made. And I remember that scene with Michael and uh, walking down, um, I don't know, Fifth Avenue or whatever, and seeing all these cool displays from the Godfather movie. When I was watching that the other day, I thought we got to bring this somehow into the day two podcast when we talk to Daniela. But tell us about, <laughs> is, is that analogy true or am I way off base here? And how important is that main image in your mind to having success on Amazon? So an example of this that I know Shannon's probably heard me talk about a million times by now is um, Yesbar uh, did a main image change. And that was literally the only thing we changed on their listing. We isolated everything. And at that point, they weren't really running ads. And within two weeks, they saw an 11.8% increase in click-through traffic. So oh. this works. Okay. And the reason why I think most main images are underutilized, and I like thinking about it like digital shelf, right? So many brands are spending all this time, especially CPG, they're spending this amazing time creating this beautiful packaging and then you have it on shelf. And if it's, you know, not at the right angle or if it's not in the right place, you're just never going to be seen. People are not going to grab it off the shelf. So you have to pay that much attention to your digital shelf, right? And things like angles, shadows, orientation, eye candy, all of those things, they're just tiny little things, right? But if you could just spend just like a couple days with your team saying, okay, our main image is decent, but if we were going to take it to the next level team, what are three ideas that we could do to make this stand out? And if you go look at your niche of product, if you go look at other competitors' products, if you go look at um, other categories, just to brainstorm and get ideas, you can get some amazing ideas in other high velocity, really competitive categories. You can see the different things that people are doing in beauty, the different things that people are doing in supplements, just to kind of get the wheels spinning on, okay, what else can we possibly do with this main image? And there's always other things you can be testing. And now with Amazon experiments, it makes it so much easier to test it and get that concrete data from Amazon. So I mean, I'm just yeah. a huge fan of this. I could talk about it forever. It could be a whole episode. Daniela, Daniela, did you say the words <laughs> eye candy? She did. I was actually hoping yeah. you could go into that because <laughs> our, our friend Rick Cesari says different is better than better. And part of it is not just being better. Obviously, you want to have a great image, but you talk about getting people to stop scrolling and be different. Talk about what eye candy is, because I love that term. You've coined it as far as I'm aware. I'll give you credit. And um, <laughs> it makes a huge yeah. difference. Talk about examples of what that actually looks like. It does. And actually, uh, one of the reps that we work with at Amazon, he, he, on a call, he said, you know, good content is not good enough anymore. Like you have to, you have to be thinking about these things at a granular That's level. Right. And so... Eye candy for me is thinking about like, is there accessories that come with your product? What are the ingredients in your product? So the rule with Amazon, and this is something I actually took from Shannon, by the way, is that 
you want to be aiding the shopper in the buying process. You don't want to be manipulating the buying process. You want to be answering the questions that the shopper has. And that starts at search, actually, because you know that they're searching for a very particular thing. A mom who's searching for snacks, she's searching for either a 30 pack because she needs it for the small snacks for her kid's school, or she needs the 12 pack for the gym or whatever the thing is. She knows very clearly exactly what she wants, right? So if we can show eye candy of a 12 pack icon on the packaging, even though it's not really on the packaging, it's a post edit that just catches your eye in a different color that sits on top of the packaging. So she from search says, Oh, there it is. There's a 12 pack click. You know, it's, it's that sort of little thing. Also, another thing about eye candy is it's the little things that grab the attention away from everyone else. Right? So when you talk about like ingredients, um, a protein powder, or any type of supplement people are wondering is it a powder is it a pill is it a what what is it right answer the question from search put a little powder next to the next to the box so people know these are pods for your coffee these are powder for your protein powder these are capsules for supplements these are whatever they they people want to see it if they can't taste it they want to see it you know if they can't taste it or touch it they want to see it so show it to them show them the ingredients maybe we're working with a supplement company right now and they have turmeric and and, a, and lemon and a few other other flavors mixed into one supplement, right? So we can show those flavors in the form of ingredients on the side, right? Because those flavors are in the package. They are the flavor that you are buying. No, it's not going to come with a lemon peel, but it is a lemon flavor. And you want to show that really clearly from search so that someone can say, oh, lemon flavor, that looks good. Click, right? Danielle, can you talk about how you did that with Yes Bar? Because Again, for most, uh, whether it's like a cookie or a bar, people are just shooting the product in the box. And you guys did something really unique with Yes Bar that allows people to see what the product looks like inside the wrapper, inside the box. Talk a little bit about that because I think that is a critical part of eye candy. Yeah, there's a few a few steps with Yes Bars that made it kind of interesting. So um, one, removing white space right? So the product, when you actually looked at it in the search results, it had this about 10 pixels all the way around of white space, which when you look at it, no big deal. But when you look at it in the context of five other competitors around you, your product looks smaller than everybody else's. And that five pixels matters, you know, 10 pixels matters. So removing one pixel of white space, remove it all, (laughs) make the box come all the way out to the edge. That's the first thing that we did. The other thing is the photo that we had from them wasn't as high quality as it could be, you can render anything these days and it'll look so crisp, so clean. It's just about getting really good quality renders, right? And so we took their packaging, made a render, same shape, same angle, same everything, slight shadow, um, and then added a little post edit so that you could see the word vegan a lot bigger because we knew that that flavor was enticing vegan buyers. So we want them to be able to see that from search. We want them to know that it's a six pack from search. And then we want them to know what the bar actually looks like, right? So we took the bar completely out of the packaging, stacked, put the full six pack because there's six bars stacked in one corner. And so you have that predominantly taking up, if this is the screen, predominantly taking up this part of the screen. And then you have the box in the background, right? Filling up the entire frame. And so something like that, it's more crisp, more clean. Yes, it's digitally enhanced, but it's aiding the shopping experience. Um, it's also helping to educate the customer on exactly what they're buying because they know that it's a vegan and they know it's a six pack. And then the third thing is that you have the bars up close and personal. So you're just like, ooh, what's that? That looks good, right? And their bars actually look really sexy. So Yeah. 
We we did the same process, Danielle, with, with <laughs> Hot on the Pot, where we went through a three-step process. And basically, we only did three things. Number one, we got better quality photos. So just higher quality photos that were colored because really just updating the color made a huge difference. Um, and then second of all was mm -hmm. the orientation, how we displayed the products that came in that uh, kit together on the detail page. And then third was adding a credibility enhancer. She had basically an award that we just added to the products because yep. it was real. It was, it was awarded to that product and it looks exactly like it had been a sticker on the product, but it really drives that initial click-through mm -hmm. rate. It increased the click-through rate by 50% when we made those changes. But we went through the iterative process very quickly instead of waiting weeks and weeks. Talk about some of your favorite tools that you like to use as you consider these iterations. Sure. I mean, we, we use PicFu for every project. Um, and the reason for that, I know everyone has other tools that they like to use. I prefer PicFu. I like qualitative and quantitative data. We always use um, a set of 50 Amazon shoppers every time. And if we can target the actual audience, then we will. So if it's beauty, we'll target people who like cosmetics. But specifically what I like about it is we get the results within an hour. We can look at all of the um, qualitative details and kind of lump them into groups and say, okay, looks like 10 people were wondering about this specific thing. Like, is the product vegan? Yes or no? Well, let's answer it right on the packaging. That's the kind of stuff that you can learn from that kind of data really fast. And if you're curious about your listing, just grab the listing link for your product listing, drop it into PicFu and ask people what's missing from your listing. You'll get, you know, amazing, amazing treasure trove of data that you can then use to optimize your listing. So, hmm. um, yeah, highly recommend that. Um, but I'm, I'm really pushing hard on Amazon experiments. I, I love, I love PicFu for, iteration. I love PicFu for we need quick data. We need to make this better. Let's use the community to help us figure this out. Um, do we need, is there anything that we maybe missed because we're too close to the project? That's where that data comes in, right? And ultimately the end for our projects with clients, we're coming up with two unique main images to test against their original image. So there's really three main images that we're, we're testing, right? So the client will then finish a project with us. They can upload one of those images, whichever one they want, we would prefer the one that won on PicFu, right? Take that image and then upload it to Amazon Experiments, let it run for at least four weeks and let Amazon tell you which one's the winner. If that one's not the winner, use the other one we gave you. I mean, that's awesome. I, I wanna go, I wanna rewind just for a second, Daniela. Um, for, you mentioned renderings. Now, in terms mm -hmm. of service, Amazon frowns upon the use of renderings in a main image. Talk a little bit about that. Have you ever had any issues with your clients where you do an amazing rendering, you put it on the main image, and then Amazon sniffs it out and takes it down? No, we haven't. But here's where I think that comes in. Here's why I think that does might maybe happen to some brands. I think okay. that there's just way too many people out there that can get really low quality renders. And it's so obvious when you see a bad render. Yeah, when you see God. a great render, it's enhancing the experience. I mean, 90% of supplements go look at their, I mean, those are not photos. Those oh, are renders. So, right, I right. mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be selling 90% of supplements on Amazon if Amazon was kicking everyone off for having renders guaranteed. Yeah. And talk about a competitive category. It doesn't <laughs> get more competitive than supplements. So you have to do something to stand out. There's 18 billion like turmerics on there. So if you're going to have mm -hmm. any luck at selling your turmeric product, you've got to go in above and beyond. I love this process starting with PicFu. Sorry, go ahead. You were going to say. I, I have heard though that some people are test have tested 
um, supplements for, or sorry, uh, renders versus photos. And the jury's still out on which ones perform best. But again, I think it goes back to the quality of the render. Right. right? So it is still worth testing. Yeah. So the quality of the render that you're proposing is one that makes it look incredibly real, just sort of a little bit more enhanced. Yeah, totally. The whole point is that it looks more crisp and more clear and you can, you can see it better. You know, like if you look at um, the original yes bar image as an example, it was, it was a photo and it looked washed out. Like you couldn't really even tell what flavor it was. Right. So, and, and these are like going to a photo studio and getting high quality photos. This wasn't, you know, yes bar has great content. It wasn't, you know, anything that they did on their part. It's just some things look better as a render. Right. Right. So, you know, you you mentioned a lot of times you have to do this audit where you have to tell your client or prospective client that their baby is ugly. (laughs) Anyone, anyone really get upset with you when you call their baby ugly, Daniela? Not really. Not no, really. You must do People it in know. such a kind way. She does. She she <laughs> lathers it with love. But but most importantly, their reason they're coming to her is because their listings are not great. They're not getting great, great click throughs and they're not getting sales. The two things we all we always talk about, clicks and sales. And yeah. so when you're telling people, here's what sucks about your listing, but here's how you can make it better, they thank you, you know, and that's the real key is being able to deliver on that cute yeah here he is <laughs> here cute. he is that's awesome <laughs> welcome welcome um yeah it, you know and that's that's the thing with the mini audits is that um when i do them they usually end up being anywhere from like eight to 20 minutes yep. and it's really about just understanding from from a founder's perspective they love it because they just want to know what are the what are the top three things i need to do next right and there's always yeah. going to be 150 things to be doing on Amazon. But when it comes to your content and you just have someone drill down and just be like, boom, 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 boom. Here's all the things that need to happen. And you have that master list. You're like, great. And you can either hand it off to your team or have our team do it for you. You know? And that's the response we're getting is it's just like, thank you. (laughs) Right. Got it. Got it. What, what do most sellers get wrong about listings, the importance of listings? What do you see as the biggest mistake as you go through and do these audits week in and week out? So it's a few things. Um, And it really boils down to almost like the setup, right? So the first thing that I'm seeing, and I I just did a video about this too, because it's, it's interesting. I keep hearing the same thing over and over again. We get brands that come to us and they're like, ah, you know, I think I'm going to try to do it myself. And I'll come back to you if I have questions. Nine months later, they come back to us and they're in the same place and they missed out on all those sales, right? Yeah. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is they maybe do go and try to do it themselves and they start listening to the Lamborghini dudes on YouTube. They start, which, you know, out, outdated content. Uh, you're gonna make a million dollars overnight. Um, go work, go get your images from Fiverr. And, and then you spend all this time going back and forth. And sure, you spent $20 on it, but it really doesn't look that great. And, you know, your Fiverr person guaranteed doesn't know terms of service for Amazon. So your content might get flagged when you go to upload it. So there's that, right? right? And then the DIY, the worst part about the DIY is that like Amazon makes it seem like it's going to be so easy, but it is so easy to make a mistake. And that's the frustrating part for anyone as they're going through that process. They're just like, oh, why is this so complicated? You know, like 
it should be so easy to just like upload images and set up your listing properly and do this stuff. But it just is so like, it, I don't know why it's still this hard for brands, you know, I mean, it keeps us in business, but you know, that's, that's the other thing I'm seeing. And the third thing that I'm seeing is what, like what I call like the set and forget where you actually do figure out how to set up your listing and you go to your website or your Dropbox and you just like copy paste a bunch of stuff. And you're just like, boom, I'll come back and fix it later. And then uh, you never do. You yeah. never do. Right. Nobody ever does. And then, right. and then they, they get some sales or they don't get enough sales. And then they call and say, why am I not getting any sales? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's that. Those are great points, Danielle. I'm always amazed. I mean, if there's one area that you should really not hold back in terms of investment, it's anything involved with how your potential customer views your product, right? If you're, you, I, I, in my mind, Daniela, and as somebody who's made this mistake as a seller, you always know what the benefits of your product are compared to the competition. And you just assume and project that everyone else knows that. But that's mm. what—that's the great service that you bring in, right? You say, no, look, you know this, but nobody else knows it because you've done a terrible job communicating and telling that story in messaging, in images, in video to the, cl to, to the potential customers. And it's kind of an important step. It's always amazing to me when folks go like, yeah, I'm just going to go on Fiverr and pay like, you know, 15 bucks for this image. But you get what you pay for, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's great that there's folks like you out there that can really help help sellers, Daniela. Um, it's it's very much needed. Like in my time, in the old days, Daniela, we'd throw up an ugly spec sheet that it looks like you got from the factory, right? And there wasn't any messaging. It was just like length, width, height, you know, dimensions and stuff. But like you said, and another point that you said is, it, you know, sellers are leveling up. And the competition is only getting fiercer. Um, I mean, are you seeing that? Are you seeing areas of opportunity as you look at different categories where there aren't sellers in the category that are doing everything right? Or are you basically seeing it across the board now? No, I mean, there's certain categories that are always going to lag behind, right? Like automotive parts or like sure. uh, gardening, you know chemical supplies or whatever, you know, like those sorts of things, or, or even like the bigger brands of the world who have like these thousands of SKUs or these mega brands, Nabisco, like they don't really have to do very much because people know Oreo and they're going to go buy the Oreos, you know, right. but that's where these newer up and coming brands have such a huge strategic advantage on Amazon is with content yeah. because they can control content. They can move faster. They can see what customers are saying. They can tweak things like this is all things that they can move fast on. They don't have to go and, and, you know, push it up the ladder to get it approved by 20 people. So yeah, we, we see that day in and day out of brands like, and actually we just finished our Amazon services certification and inside of there, there's a stat that says they recommend updating your content every 90 days and that brands who do update their content are seeing X amount of more sales from doing that. So there's like these really interesting stats in there that were released uh, by Amazon. I like copied and pasted them into a document because I wanted to save them. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's great. Well, look, sort of backing up and all these things that you're saying, bringing them all together, you, you really hammered those main images and gave 
our listeners and our viewers a lot of great feedback on what to do. You talked about those additional images. Internally, we call those things infographics, where it's like a visual representation of the brand with messaging mm -hmm. that focuses on the true benefits of the product. Those are really mm -hmm. important. Copy is really important. What about A+, what about brand store? in your mind and is mm -hmm. does your does your group does mindful goods spend time on the brand store as well oh yeah oh yeah so we do a plus content basic and premium and then we do uh storefront as well amazon is actually recommending that you have home page plus three sub pages they're saying those types of storefronts perform best huh. um what's interesting about storefront and that i like to remind people is the only uninterrupted space that amazon is giving you meaning the only space that you're able to tell your story without a bunch of advertising taking you away. So yeah. um, do it, set it up. Um, you can always, that's an area where if you're not driving external traffic, there is, it, there are templates that make it really easy to set it, set up your storefront. I, I think it's something that you should focus your energy primarily in the beginning on your product pages. That's where a bulk of your energy should go. And then once you figure out your ad strategy on those product pages, once you've gotten the ball rolling, you can always go back and, and upgrade your storefront. So that's usually a second phase in our mind, um, yeah. especially if you're working with an advertising team that has an advertising strategy for that storefront. So that's where you'd want them to weigh in and say, okay, we need a, a sub page for this specific category of your goods, this specific category of your goods, and this specific category of your goods, especially if you already know these three sets of keywords are converting best for those three categories, right? So then you'd want to set right. those up very diligently. So yeah, we, we do do that. Um, what I love about storefronts as well is that there's a couple other modules that they don't include in A plus and they don't include in premium. So there's um, something called background videos, which I was just hoping that they would give to premium A plus background videos. I love because they create this like gift like animation that just loops, right? So it's just, Everything feels really static on Amazon. And I think this right. is going to change in the future, by the way. It, it just feels like it's going in this direction. Um, but that gives you an opportunity to really separate yourself from the pack. Because if you think about, let's say, a clothing brand, for instance, you could show a person walking across the screen in, in the skirt, right? And the skirt's flowing across the screen. And then it would just loop. So the person comes back and walks through the screen again. You could have a person coming from this side of the screen on another video walking through the screen. And so, again, you could have a few of those showing off the three types of, of you know, air or, you know, let's say shirt, dress, skirt on your on your storefront. So that's really interesting. I wish you could do that on your product pages in your A plus content, but you can't. Something new that's that's been released just uh, as of last week, I believe, is that now brands are going to be um, able to get premium A plus content if they have submitted at least 15 approved submissions within the last 12 months and if they set up their brand story. So mm -hmm. we're advising all brands to be setting up their brand story so that they have it. Um, and we're testing whether the submissions are like, if we can just submit 15 versions and get it push through. I'm not sure if it has to be 15 on 15 ASINs. That's not really clear yet. But in any case, it looks like that's going to be available. And that was something that brands had to pay $100,000 for before or yeah. more. So I mean, that's a huge opportunity. And, and for us, we're just resizing and repurposing modules. So just right. using different elements that are a little bit more engaging, incorporating more video. Um, there's 
shoppable images that are not, they're like clickable, but they're not actually shoppable. They won't take you to the, you know, another product. Mm. So that's, that's kind of the bummer, but, yeah. um, but there's still some, some great modules in premium and it's seamless. So there's no white margins that break up your images. It just looks like a huge landing page takeover. So I'm awesome. a fan. I'm a fan of premium. You know, it, I, I'm actually, Daniela, just shocked that Amazon gave any information about the premium A+. Uh, that, that, uh, that's a step in the right direction, even though it's imperfect information. But let's talk about brand story and A+, for a second. When you launch, um, let's say you finish the copy and the infographics and the main image, all the above the fold stuff on the details page. And then mm -hmm. let's say sometime later, you layer on the brand story or the A plus on that details page. What kind of impact does that have? And how important is A plus and brand story these days? Amazon reported that A plus content alone lifts sales across the board by 5%. So this is including the brands who are not even doing A plus well. This is just literally like, I'm just going to add a bunch of random images and text and across the board, 5%, right? Okay. We've seen higher than that. Going from having no A-plus content to having A-plus content, brands are seeing an uplift in their conversion rates of 72% to 210%. That what? one's by DataHawk. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. And we've been seeing more along the lines of that. And then 90% of the information that's communicated to your brain is through visuals. So that's kind of the, yeah. the stat that like really makes all of that make sense, right? Yeah. Okay, so here's some stats from a recent smaller brand, right? So this is a brand that came to us net new to Amazon. They had not, they didn't have any listings. Um, we got their listing set up. They did not do advertising out the gate and they were tripling sales in the CPG category, um, which is very competitive, but they were in like a newer niche that they were kind of setting as a, as a trend, which is also kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, they came back to us to set up their A plus content. They had zero A plus content and going to A plus content. They turned on their ads around the same time to get flywheel going. We removed the ads data from this and looked at the manual, the data manually. And they had wins across the board, 38% increase in sessions, 60% increase in orders and a 2.99 increase in conversion rate from the A plus content. Wow. I mean, those... I, we've always known that A plus is really important, but those are some staggering numbers you just shared, Daniela. Thanks for sharing those with us and, and great work. I have never seen numbers that big, but it makes sense. And we typically will launch a listing, including A plus. So we don't see those big bumps from one to the next, but those are, that's a staggering number. If ever there was a reason to have your own private label brand, have brand registry and be able to do a plus details pages. My goodness. It's now Daniela. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of the things I was going to say is it's not just about doing it, right? It's not just saying, oh, you don't have a plus content at a plus content. And this will be the result. It's not saying you don't have good product images, do a rendering for your primary product image. It's about doing all of those things well. And it's amazing right. that, you know, for brands who they have, they are the brand, they have the product they're really not great at telling their own story on Amazon. I mean, because to yeah. some extent, to Danielle's point, there's a translation that happens. I like to think sometimes of myself as an Amazon translator. Here's this great brand. Let me, let me teach you how to translate that brand onto Amazon to position your product and your brand in a way that elevates it. And Danielle, I want to I come back to one other thing 
that you talked about briefly, but is a huge takeaway that you've given me. You mentioned video kind of as an afterthought, but video is so critical. You have a really cool hack, and I use the word hack loosely because this is completely within TOS. You have a really cool hack for how to leverage and utilize that product video space below the A-plus content. Can you talk about that for a second? Because I think that is really key. Yeah. Okay. So Amazon calls these video shorts. They're right below the fold, right before you get to your reviews. And so it's just another placement that, that in my mind, Amazon is giving you for free right now. So anytime Amazon is giving you space as a brand, whether it's your A plus content, your storefront, your product images, your video, anything, you want to use that space, utilize every pixel. That's why remove the white space, remove, you know, you want to utilize every single pixel. Um, that you can to tell your story. And so video shorts is a place that if you do not claim that space, your competitors' videos will show up there. And you can actually take content that is from user-generated content. You can do interviews. You could take something like this and make snippets out of it. It does not have to be high-quality content. Do some text layovers, maybe a little bit of animation. You don't have to go crazy. Um, but Something like that is a really easy way to take up those six spaces below the fold and help your videos start to show up organically on other uh, other product pages, right? So use different SEO words in your title, in your description, add a, a cover that kind of matches so it feels like it's themed across the board, use a title on top of that cover page. And that's just such an easy way to, to reclaim that space and make sure the attention stays on your brand instead of going elsewhere. Yeah. What a great point, Daniela, because you mentioned it. When you go to that product details page, even back when I was a seller, the thing that was most frustrating was that you you finally pay either money and, and through Herculean efforts to get someone to your details page and Amazon gives them 250 ways to leave it. So by covering that, all that own retail space and the related shorts, every area you have to block your competitor from placing is well worth it. That is really great, great stuff for our, for our viewers and our listeners, Danielle. I, I, I want to take you to the last question here. You've mentioned some things that you that are either launched last week or that are coming that you're really excited about. If you dust off your crystal ball and you look into what you think is coming from Amazon, either in 23 or beyond, or even if you, you roll out your wish list of what you would like to have um, in terms of putting your clients and sellers' brands in the best possible light on Amazon, what, what's coming? What, what do you see is coming down the road? Sure. One thing that I know Amazon has kind of changed their tone on recently is how you're driving traffic, right? So if you look at something like what TikTok is doing, how they have this amazing creator studio where you can go and hire a creator for free or for $50 to shoot a video for your product. Amazon has something sort of like that. Like they have Vine, but it's not like you're connecting with the creator. It's kind of like a behind the scenes, you know, pay to play effort. Um, you're not genuinely, you know, creating a relationship with the creator. And I think that's what makes something like TikTok so special for brands is that they're cultivating these relationships over time. And so knowing that that's what's happening with brands and that's how they're becoming these Goliath brands, I think that Amazon is going to start embracing that more and more. The fact that there's not a place where you can go and find um, all the creators for Amazon yet, <laughs> I think yeah. it's coming. Um, yeah. And I actually have a little bit of insight for someone who's building something interesting like that in the future. So I think it will arrive soon. 
But that would be so key to know who are the Amazon influencers out there? Who can we be working with on a regular basis? How do we start nurturing these relationships to make sure that we're always having fresh content on our pages? You see Amazon rolling out posts, which is like their version of social media posts. You see them rolling out these programs for influencers, but it's just not coming together yet. It's not like a full stop solution where brands can just easily keep nurturing all of their content needs. So I think that's that's what I'm like hoping and praying for. And I think either Amazon's going to solve it or some other players who have their eye on it are going to be solving it. Oh, I love that. That's interesting. That's literally dragging them kicking and screaming into the 21st century, Daniela. I love your wish list. It's, I'm adding it to mine now as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, and any final questions for your good friend, Daniela? No, Daniela, look, always love to see you. It's, it's great to hear your insight and again, your passion for the brands. And as we always iterate, there's so much here that we talk about. It's, it's blocking and tackling. It's doing the basics really well. It's adding specific value to every single aspect, paying attention to every single aspect of your listing and not just throwing something up or lobbying it over the fence. Um, I just, I, I love our shared passion for empowering brand owners. I love what you're doing from a creative content space. I love what you're doing from a business space. So even though we're dear friends, I'm also your biggest fan. So I'm just thrilled that you were able to join us today. I love it. Likewise, likewise. So, so, so folks in the final analysis, Amazon listings have a lot of requirements in today's world to succeed. It's so much more complicated than it was back in the stone age when I was listing product factory spec sheets. And, um, you know, the good news is, is there's really talented folks out there like Daniela, who's beautifully laid out the key elements, the must haves, and she's got the team and the knowledge in order to get these listings done for you. Daniela, how can our listeners and YouTube viewers reach out to you? Sure. You can find us at mindfulgoods.co or you can find a full uh, webinar training at launchreadylistings.co. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. It's been an honor to have you as our guest in the Day 2 podcast. And, and folks, if you're ready to start growing and protecting your brand on Amazon with a team of experienced Amazon operators from soup to nuts, you can visit us at day2podcast.com. That's day2podcast.com. And lastly, if you know anyone else who would gain value from this podcast, please share it with them. Thanks for listening and happy selling. <laughs>